Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't know if it's raining where you are, but where, I'm, where I am in Los Angeles, it is uh, freezing cold rain, which we're not used to. And so that's a good time to get a blankie and for story time. Get ready for story time. Today, um, I have an expert on the show in social media storytelling. Her name is Valerie Jennings, and she's founder and CEO of Jennings Social Media Marketing. Uh, she started the company in 2003 and has an exclusive client list from around the world. And she believes that social media marketing is one of the most effective ways to increase success. And um, her success with web-based strategies um, are, are, from, are leading to successes that originated before the birth of social media marketing, which is I'm really curious about that. And um, she believes that the fine art of storytelling, old-fashioned storytelling, is at the root of it all. So, Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maureen. And I want to tell the listeners, too, it's JenningsSocialMedia.com, Jennings with an S. Um, so tell me about this sort of before the birth of social media. And anyone who knows my show knows I'm a complete social media geek. All this <laughs> okay. So fast, because it's constantly changing, and it, it's, it's sort of given our, our field a much-needed boost of change. And um, I, I'm loving all of the new media and the social media. But anyway, tell us, tell us how you, you started uh, before the birth of social media, doing social media? Well, actually, my background is as a journalist. I was a print reporter, and I did some on-camera work, and I worked on the government side. I, I did some work in public affairs and some political consulting and media outreach. So I got uh, most of my training early on in the, in the traditional side, even though I'm not um, a senior entrepreneur. I started my business at the age of 24. I've had it about eight years, but I did get a healthy dose of traditional media before we really, you know, engaged with the social media channels. Um, it definitely gave us a huge boost um, from a, a competitor standpoint when we were able to start integrating social media. I think that was one of the things you were asking me about is so you know, where did that transition start? When I first started the business, it was traditional PR, pitching, press releases, media coaching, prepping for interviews, and and looking at the good side of the story, what was going to sell. Um, So a lot of that came from working as a journalist. You know, it's difficult. You have to find the the story that's Uh going to impress people and get them excited about reading or watching or listening. So, um, you know, about five years ago, we did have a company who approached us in dirt track racing that uh, said, hey, 
you know, we need all the traditional stuff, but gosh, we have to get viewers to our website to watch these uh, races uh, live. And so we started looking, myself mainly, uh, my sister was heavily involved. She still does some work at the company. She's got kids and she's busy with family, but she and I were really looking at how can we make this transition work for this client. And it, unique, it was sports. It was a real uh, niche demographic. It's basically mini NASCAR uh, on the flat track, dirt track racing side. And then how can we tap into the web? So we experimented with uh, a PR web, which a lot of people are familiar with, and we used a lot of search engine optimization on the organic side to capture the story, what was interesting, and then what was going to drive traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in a few weeks, the client came back and said, you know, I, I looked at our web traffic results, and my gosh, we're getting people from Japan and Switzerland and France and Canada and, you know, and there a lot of these sites are picking us up are overseas, so I'm, you know, anticipating that we're going to get more of this and it's a correlation among the PR, the pitching, and the web-based strategy. And it was about that time that there was a lot of stuff being written about blogging and technorati, nothing, nothing on Twitter or Facebook yet, but, you know, blogging and technorati and and social bookmarking were a lot of the um, the key phrases that were, were getting tossed around. But the organic search engine optimization, which social media and organic SEO are completely go hand in hand, and then having that great story so it goes viral, all that stuff played into how we really, you know, um, took the bull by the horns and started using a lot more social media and, and talking to our clients like, we know you're really – afraid of all these changes because a lot of people really were. They didn't understand what was happening. They, they loved the traditional stuff. They understood it. Right. There was a history there and proven results. Right. Right. So are you there? Yes. Oh, I, yes. Thought, I, right. I didn't know if you had a question. question. <laughs> I was kind of going yeah. on and on and on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all that stuff has continued, and um, we've, just, we've continued to expand what we do, and, and we still do a lot of traditional, but we've maintained this, the social networking side as a way to penetrate some of the traditional. For example, we have a great blog post or a great video that we produce for a client. We're going to maximize that on the client's Twitter site, on a, a social media press release, on Facebook, whatever it is. So, you know, we talk about success and an exclusive client list, and, you know, we're really looking for companies that have amazing stories. And maybe they don't know what they are, but we spend a lot of time with them trying to figure out what would be a possibility. And then we look at what's trending on some of these search volume reports, the key right. phrases that people are interested in. Because, you know, as you know as a, as a journalist, that if people aren't looking for it, what, why would they pay attention? Right, right. So we spend a lot of time studying data and analytics and search volume trends to figure out what, you know, their audience might be interested right. in, even though not like they're a media organization, you have to look at it that way from a right. storytelling standpoint. We're well, not going to tell stuff they I don't a, care about. I had a guest on a couple weeks ago who was talking about social SMO, which is social media optimization. And because um, we, we, we think of terms of SEO, but SMO is really what's happening. I mean, because you're yes. using, we're using the, the SEO, but it's for the social media websites, and it's um, 
it, it's phenomenal. It really is. And it, but you know, again, you got to look at the story. And and so, what is the story? And and that's what I think a lot of a lot of people struggle with still. And and I, it does take a, a good eye for detail and somebody who's paying attention to some of the data and the trends to talk to them or talk to a client or a company or whoever it is and say, all right, let's let's evaluate who you are and, and what types of things you're trying to do and then look at what your audience is really interested in to help develop some of those stories. That's ongoing. I mean, that stuff, it never changes. People want to know what's going on with other humans. It still is human interest. It's now putting a business spin on it and then maximizing it through the social networking channels to share it and then make sure people can find it, uh, whether that's through the search engine optimization or engaging with them on a newsletter. So I don't know if there's any questions kind of on that. It's kind of a big intro, but uh, I think at the heart and soul of it, you've, you've got several buckets there to pay attention to, the SEO, the story, the social networking sites, and then what's going to sell from a, a monetization standpoint. Right. whether that be just website traffic or search engine results or, you know, opening a new newsletter, going to Twitter and Facebook. Right. And, I, I mean, a lot of times it's all of the above. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because you, the story you told was that your first client was a, a company that understood that they needed to have a social media presence. What do you do um, before the break? If, you know, we have a few minutes to so tell me. What do you do before, I mean, sorry, what do you do when you have a client who's not perhaps interested or they're frightened of the social media stuff, how do you get them to understand? This is a problem that I face in business all the time. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, something that I have learned perhaps maybe even the hard way is give them what they want. If they want traditional, give it to them and show them that you are good at doing that, but also get them excited about the social media by introducing it in, in small doses, which is something we have done with um some maybe more conservative or perhaps just in a little bit uh, senior demographic that maybe isn't using Facebook, but their clients might be. And they definitely need it from a search engine optimization standpoint. So if they tell me, you know, we really need traditional PR, and I know we can get it for them, then I'm going to make sure that I deliver that to them and also start the social media stuff up. And when we have that huge success, Right. My trust in that relationship skyrockets, and they think, okay, we're ready. We you know agree. I think that's Thank really, you. really great advice because I had uh, someone tell me once, well, not a client told me uh, several times actually, he's like, you're scaring people. You're scaring people. It's too much at once. I'm like, well, it's not going to cost them anymore. It's the same. He says, no, no, you're, but you're scaring them. It's too big of a picture. They're frightened. Start with what they yeah. know. And I think that's really, really wise advice. It's like take baby steps, Thank you. start with what they know, and then – Little by little, hold their hands yeah. in the process of making the adjustment. Yeah, because it's still a trust thing. At the end of the day, that's, that's really what it is in any you know, client relationship like that. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, um, you know, get your questions ready for Valerie Jennings. She is founder and CEO of Jennings Social Media Marketing. And look up her website, JenningsSocialMedia.com. And there on the front page of her wonderful website is our show today because she tweeted and Facebooked it and so did I. And we should probably have a lot of listeners today. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. We're 
always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What is whole person healing via body, via mind, and via spirit? It's a dedication to the widest selection of healing practices worldwide whenever possible. Hosted by Professor Rustam Roy, a noted material scientist and the founder of Friends of Health, who will be here each weekend with the most in-depth information about whole person healing from the world's leading practitioners, spokespersons, and major supporters for this viewpoint. Tune in every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again, and I'm on with Valerie Jennings. Check out her website. It's JenningsSocialMedia.com, and she's out of Kansas, and um, but she's got clients from all over the world, and she basically gets to the core of the matter, and it's about the story we're telling, and that's really the truth of all public relations and marketing. It's what story are we telling? So um, we were talking uh, during the break. Um, what sells uh, on a social media site? What are, what are good things to post, and, and how much time should we invest in spending time on this stuff? Or should we be all day? And tell us what, what's a good, good, some good rules of thumb from your experiences. Well, I think 
the first piece of advice I would give to some people who don't work in social media is don't spend your entire workday on the site because your boss will definitely find you. And I am always amazed, Marina, as a side note, when I log in to check stuff, how many of my friends on Facebook are Facebooking, posting on walls and stuff throughout the course of the day. And this not to digress too much, but this has been a huge topic in the news about HR policies and social media. Maybe we can go in a little bit more about that and what people are posting and what not to post. But um, for, for those who are working in the industry, you know, and even those who are maybe uh, on their own as marketers or business owners who are using Facebook and Twitter, do not spend all day, every day on those sites. It's still not... Um, it's it's not the only way to generate business. It's a great brand reinforcement tool. It's a great way to drive traffic back to your website. But it is not the only thing to be doing. It's just one piece of the pie. So, you know, talking about well, what's good stuff to post on there, again, if you go back to what do you think your your audience or your your target demographic, whether that be business to uh, business to business or business to consumer, you know, what is it that they would really be interested in and find value in? And I think asking that question, is this valuable? Posting a tweet on a research or a study or retweeting um, somebody in the news that's actually focused on your uh, industry is all going to be very favorable to people who are looking for you. Because think about this, if they're Googling you, and you published a tweet or posted something on Facebook or wrote an Internet press release or a blog on a topic that they're suffering from. Like, for example, I'm looking for X, and I need to solve this problem right now. You want to have solutions or have information that's valuable that's going to answer that question. So when you write your story, you're going to be thinking about those things in mind. Is this this really going to be valuable to our audience? Is this something that's going to solve a problem that they're searching for? Am I going to be able to offer credibility either through our evidence or our studies, our research, our quotes, or even testimonials, case studies that really show how this comes together? So I, I always encourage people, try to stay away from the personal stuff. You know, Facebook is a site for friends, and so that is, I mean, that's appropriate if it's a friend-to-friend thing. But for businesses, I think sticking with promotions, um, integrating your other marketing campaigns and talking about them on there or running exclusive offers on Facebook and then republishing your blog articles and your news pieces are going to be very valuable and people are going to say, wow, this, this is a place to go for X. And that's how we really try to operate our uh, social networking sites. So I don't know if there's any follow-up there, but I, I think stay true to what's valuable and what's going to be appropriate for the people who would be interested in your product or your service. Right, so giving, giving something away for free uh, as opposed to trying just to, to drive traffic, just you're giving something valuable. Yeah, and it could be a promotion. And B2C, I think promotions, special offers, exclusive deals through the social networking sites is is very successful um, and would be received very well. On the business-to-business side, I think a lot of it's going to come down to uh, studies and research and data that people are, are looking for solutions. 
Right. And I think another thing that comes up on this show a lot, because we do, of course, deal with a lot of social media stuff, is don't forget you're not driving traffic to Facebook. That's not your goal. Yes, yes. People make that mistake. It's the biggest mistake you see. They they get a lot of action for Facebook. You're supposed to be getting action for your own website. (laughs) Yes, I agree with you. I agree. And and there's still limitations with Facebook. And you still cannot give it all the functionality that you could on your website. Right. it's a good brand reinforcement tool, and I think there's some things you can use it for to drive traffic back. Right. And we, we try to look at the, the uh, traffic sources on a regular basis to make sure that all of our social networking sites are driving traffic to the primary website. That's the goal. Right. right so, right. yes, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah, I think I think that's like such a huge mistake. You see that all mm-hmm. the time. People end up on Facebook, and then of course we all have short attention spans. So we're on Facebook to look up this thing, and then oh, our friend wrote us. Oh, our so and so had a new baby, and you get you know you get. <laughs> you get mm-hmm. What about? Yeah. Um, I want to ask about Twitter because there's so much controversy. Some people think it's the biggest waste of time, and nobody's really following. And then other people think, oh, no, I tweeted and it's, you know, successful. I mean, I, I, I'm of the school, let's use all the tools until we yep. find out otherwise. But what do you think about Twitter? I like it. I feel that it's a good search engine optimization tool. That's what I really, really like about Twitter. The tweets do show up in search results, and Twitter in itself is, is practically a search engine. <laughs> so I think it's a, it's a good tool to use because of those reasons and and you know and you can find targeted followers on there i i don't think it's the only site that people should be focused on i do agree use them all make sure that they are driving traffic to your primary site that's why if they look at the traffic sources whether it's google analytics or or whatever tracking software you're you're using um that's going to really tell you if you're successful or not I think a lot of people just think that they're going to get all these leads and prospects by using one site over another, and that's just not true. Right. I think uh, it all helps. And and when somebody goes to look you up, if uh, you're recommended by another firm or something, and then they find all this stuff, this activity on you. Um, A nice thing I always tell clients, too, is, is the more activity on you, if there's something you didn't really want out there, uh, that can be very buried by the latest and newest activity. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. You know, there's yes. people that have gone. Oh gosh, you know, I used to work for X and Y company, and there was this press release when the company went out of business, and my name was associated with it. Well, if you keep tweeting and keep posting and blogging and doing whatever you're doing with social media, you, that will that story will get buried. It will get buried. Oh, and LinkedIn has has been really successful in in assisting with that, where people keep their LinkedIn profiles current and get some recommendations on there. I mean, that usually comes up pretty high in search results under somebody's name. So, you know, I always encourage people, definitely keep your profile. And I actually love that site. Um, I, everyone talks so much about Facebook, but I, I think LinkedIn is fabulous, and I encourage everybody to use it because it is so highly search engine optimized. And, and that those results show up uh, very quickly. So if somebody does have that, issue going on, like we just talked about with a job or a company going under, you know, perhaps they just keep their profile current and, and at least it would show up either first or at least on the first page of Google and it might deter something from focusing on the negative, you know, something to look at. But right. uh, that site. And I'm, gu- I'm so guilty of my, my LinkedIn profile is like 100 million years old. Um, I know that the importance of LinkedIn is that, you know, LinkedIn is, um, I'm not sure your opinion on this, but it's like the serious business 
we don't we don't waste time discussing <laughs> family <laughs> events. It's all you know, very, <laughs> and I think it's going to have such a value when we we're all just inundated by all, too much information, too much information, uh-huh. information overload. It's kind of nice to have a LinkedIn that's all about one thing. What's your I, on yeah, that? I like it. I really do, and I use it constantly whenever I have an upcoming meeting or a follow-up to a meeting or a call. Um, I try to, either before or after, send a, a connection request via LinkedIn because, you know, it's professional. It's not personal. Facebook, to me, is still personal. Even though I use it for business, it's still the culture of the site is for friends. Businesses use it. It's different if you send it from a business page. But if it's your own page, I think it sends a different message. Right. So as a CEO of a company, I would rather send a LinkedIn request than a request to my Facebook page. You know, and don't get me wrong, I still think Facebook is, is valuable on the business side, but it's just, it's personal. It has your picture. You, you know, you have it uploaded. It, it has your credentials. Some of the people you're connected with, your recommendations, boom, they get that okay, I kind of have an idea of who I'm going to talk to or who I'm going to see today, and there's an, a level of comfort there that you, you kind of have a little bit of background on them. And so oh, I, that's, I feel like a complete know. putz right now for letting my LinkedIn, uh, you know, <laughs> sort of uh, dwindle. I haven't gone on. I mean, I, I just, it's, you know, it's, we all get inundated with just too much to check out. Yes. We're going to have to take another break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to be back again with Valerie Jennings. She's founder and CEO of Jennings Social Media Marketing. And check out her website, JenningsSocialMedia.com. And uh, we'll be back with more. I want to get into YouTube when we, when we get back. Great. The visuals, the importance of visuals. So we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. 
We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself. And Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. I'm on with Valerie Jennings. As you know, she's founder and CEO of Jennings Social Media Marketing. This is the lady to go to for anything social. You having a party? (laughs) Oh, Valerie, no. Social media and and traditional. She does traditional, too. So uh, we were talking about storytelling and why the story is at the root of everything. Um, and from a journalistic standpoint, but also in this world that we're living in with all being inundated with information, we really need to get a short, succinct story across. But one of the, one of the dynamics of story, of course, is personality and character. Without a character, you don't have a story. So I know from my clients it's been very hard for me to get them to understand the importance of um, a little bit about the people behind this empty digital page of a website um, so in the About Us menu, I always try to encourage clients to have uh, pictures and a little uh, bio. What do you? How do you feel about this? Oh, I, I agree with you, Maureen. I think especially on the the business to business side, you need to have something up there about your your core team. Um, thing is, is some people are afraid to put too much personal information about themselves, which I can understand. I think you can still figure out a way to, to capture attention with who they are without you know, going too deep into their personal life. You can talk about their philosophies, their views, and some of their history to give people an idea of, of where, they, where they came from and, and who they are now. And, and it's, just, it's just the way it's written and, and who interviews them and puts it together. It's, it's the idea of writing a story about that individual. And I agree, pictures and even video... Um, you know, if a photograph isn't going to do the job, putting together a video, and even if that person isn't the, the entire focus of the video, but showing images that tell people about that individual is going to help. And if you look, again, I go back to the, the data, the website data, if you look at traffic reports, the About Us page is, is almost mm, one of the most popular pages 
for where people are going when they start on a website. Homepage, about us, and work. We see that a lot across the board. Um, it's a little bit harder on the business to consumer side for, for big brands, but even the, you know, originators of some of those companies are, are celebrities in their own right and, and need to have proper attention given to them so right. people can connect with the brand. Right. And you look at, you look at Walmart, um, you look at Walmart and, uh, you know, Sam Walton put his face, right? And then when they had problems, what did they start doing? They started having commercials with the people that work there to show that they're not this evil conglomerate, that they're actually nice. Listen, we have a caller. Mm-hmm. Should we talk to him? His name's Todd. He's calling okay. from Atlanta. Okay. All right. Todd? Hi. I had a Hi. question on, on uh, social media. We're a technology company, and we've done all of our advertising through uh, search engines, and we're struggling because we can't pay what it costs for the clicks to get on the first couple pages, so I guess kind of two thoughts is, one is how do I, how does social media help me, I guess, get on that front page without paying so much per click? And the second thing is, is there a way to differentiate us versus our competitors so that they're not just, we're not just having to compete on price? I mean, is there a way to, to get a message out there? I've been hearing about, you're talking about the storytelling. Is there a way we can get something out there that would help make us where we're a go-to resource where people turn to ask for questions. You want to take a stab at it, Valerie? Sure, yes, I'd love to. Um, thank you for the call, Todd. Um, I guess, you know, for starters, and you're, you're talking about getting your cost down on the, the paid search side is look at more organic search engine optimization and, and definitely all of those social networking channels and uh, blog, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, videos, um, the online press releases, if you start building up content and do things on a consistent basis, you should be able to start uh, capturing market share on some of those top search results that you're looking for and perhaps offset those costs on the paid search side or do a combination of them until you feel comfortable with some of the results. Um, On the competitor side, um, again, you can run a competitor analysis and start reviewing data as far as where your competitors are showing up, and then um, you can start using some competitive keywords to either bury some of the competition using social networking and PR and and blogger outreach and so forth. But uh, some of that can get a little dicey, and it it changes on a consistent basis. So uh, you need to continue to review the outcomes to make sure that you're hitting all the targeted phrases that, that you think your prospects are really interested, and so it's definitely still focused on your business versus focused on your competition. So that might be a starting point. Right. Does that help, Todd? It does. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you so much for calling in. So, um, but that, I also, when we were talking a minute ago about um, personality and character, um, you know, we started to touch on the whole YouTube thing. How Can, can a B2B company take advantage of YouTube, and if so, how, how do you see that working in? Oh, absolutely, Maureen. I, I mean, I don't care if it's B2B or B2C. Online video is perhaps one of the best channels to get your message across. Um, from a storytelling standpoint, from a search engine standpoint, um, you, can, you can track the results and you can repackage the video for your blog, for Facebook, for Twitter. So, um, you know, I think case studies 
on the on the B2B side are always outstanding for a web video. Um, you can get a client, you know, they could get a client involved. Uh, they could be involved. They can look at the problem, the solution, the results, and it can be packaged like a story, but it still hits home on all the key results that if a prospect was watching it or found it, they would, per, you know, probably feel like, oh, here was my problem. I watched this video. Here was the case study. I really feel like this is the right company for me. And it wasn't a sales tool. It was just, you know, a case study analysis on what happened. So that's always one thing. Um, you know, uh, you can always do clever, clever pieces that are kind of portfolio shots of the people who are the thought leaders behind the company and cast them in interesting ways from an entertainment standpoint. It's something we've done as a more of a creative marketing side. We've pushed the envelope a little bit on our creative, and then we've done some more traditional conservative videos such as case studies to balance some of those um, those avenues out. So, yes, we're creative, but also, you know, we, we can be traditional and we can show that we are successful with our clients and we have results. I think that any any company that's doing B2B can do a similar strategy. They just have to be careful to align with their customer base. Now, can you give me, because we talk, keep talking about, you know, sort of success and, and measuring the results and all that, and everybody always wants to know, you know, what's sure. the return on investment in this marketing or public yeah. relations outreach? How do you, with your clients, and specifically if you could talk in examples, how do you measure the results and how do you get your data and how does this all work with your, within yeah. your company? Well, I think... The most important thing is what does the client perceive as success? I can talk to them all day long about what I think would be a true example of success, especially in the early stages. But I mean, I ask them because they might think something different. And if they're completely, you know, like their expectations are completely over the top ridiculous, then we might spend a little bit of time talking about what's reasonable and then decide if it's a good business fit. I don't think that happens very often because most people are reasonable when they're looking at getting into social media and incorporating it with traditional. Most of the time when we start with a company, they are interested in their their search results and um, getting more traffic to their website. And when they run certain key phrases, showing up on the first few pages of Google and monitoring that on an ongoing basis, as we've discussed in detail, the social networking sites, blogging, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, videos, pitching, reporters, and bloggers all deliver those types of results. So, you know, we spend time monitoring that. We have some, you know, organic tracking software. We take pictures um, every month on different search results and talk to our clients about how they're doing. Uh-huh. Clearly, when they, they see, you know, um, media coverage or blog coverage or the social media press release coming up or the key phrases that we've identified and they've agreed are important based on data and we're showing up on page one, uh, they're going to see that as a huge success. Uh-huh. Um, another uh, case study, we have uh, a video on our YouTube channel with a data center. They were able to decrease their, their Google AdWords spend, I think it was by 75%, because they offset it with the organic social media um, content. So we what were able to show up on... What do you mean when you say organic on. social media? What, do you, what, is, what is organic? How, do you, how are you using that term? Because that's a new Organic, um, we're not paying for those spots on Google. Oh, okay. They're show, the links and 
are showing up as a result of our work. Right. So, you know, Twitter shows up with their name or a uh, uh, market wire press release comes up or uh, media coverage that we generated online shows up. Right. So they paid us <laughs> to do the work, but they're not paying for keywords. Right. So they were a, able to offset those costs. Wire. You just brought up market wire, and mm-hmm. I've lately been um, consulting clients and saying, I don't always think it has such a huge value. It's like another little tool, but I think yes. that the, what they charge it outweighs the benefits because there's now many free PR sites that we can put that same press release on. True. And keep just creating. What, what's your feeling on sending out, you know, the old wire system? Well, I don't use. I'll just be honest. I don't use it for traditional um, PR outreach. We only use it for the web. So we only use it um, to to penetrate the search engines. We're not using it to send to reporters. That's exactly how I feel. And I think you know when I when you send to either reporters or bloggers or whatever, you're going to get more traction than I've found than than the old wires. I mean, I'm, I'm finding that they're almost getting cobwebby, but they can help with a little bit of your search engine results. Yeah, we don't use yeah we don't use those press releases um, in that way. It's all just for SEO, and I we sent something out uh, this morning, and within an hour, I think it was on several pages of Google. So when I can send that over to a client, they're super excited to see that. And of course, when you're writing for the web and telling a great story, you you have to look at not only how you write a great headline so that it gets traction, but also did you put the right keywords in it? Mm-hmm. So oftentimes if, if, some, if we work with other um, marketers at corporations, we might get copy and we might make some suggestions of how this could be more search engine friendly. Mm-hmm. So you that's a big deal you for need those types and, of and services. The, and the headline is everything. You have to ask yourself if you were your quote-unquote buyer, or your, you know, your client has to ask if, 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 if my buyer is reading this, would they click on it? If I were them, would this interest me? And that's a huge one. And that also has to do with the subject line when you're when you're direct uh, pitching, right? I mean, the subject. What do you mm-hmm. tell people about the subject line of the email? Right. Yes. Yeah, and you have to be careful there when you're sending email that it's not too long or it doesn't have any of the trigger words that right. might send it to spam, which right. sometimes are just, you know, you just can't avoid it. It right. depends on the and the recipient's filter, but yes. It's all, it's the headline, it's the teaser, it's did you do the research to really connect with that reporter so they, they feel like you read some of their content and you just didn't, you know, blind spam them. So, yeah, it's, there's so many variables in the mix to really doing a good job and getting those types of results. And uh, before we go to break, do you, uh, do you know about clout.com? I'm sorry, what is it? Clout? Uh, you no. Measure, I, I, I only learned about it on my own show, but... It's a tool I'm using a lot now, clout with a K, K-L-O-U-T dot com. And it's a way to measure your social media um, effectiveness. So it's a, it's a great one cool. for uh, Todd in Atlanta. I was just thinking of him. Anyway, we'll be right yeah. back after a uh, word from our sponsor. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. 
Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between. Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again. I'm on um, with Valerie Jennings, and um, we're just learning so much, and it's great. I love it. I love what I do. Um, Valerie, uh, let's yes. talk. Before, we don't want to bore people, but we do have to talk about data. So how do you yes. re- read a, a website report? Well, I, this is the thing. Uh, when we start working with a lot of clients, they just they either do not read their report or they do not even know how to access their report, and they realize there's so many things going on in the course of the day that who wants to sit down and look at a website traffic report. But I will tell you, if you have time or if you have a marketing consultant or somebody at your company that can actually look at this, I would recommend on a weekly basis set up, even if it's free, the Google Analytics is a complete, it gives you a comprehensive look at your website traffic. And you can integrate that so you can actually log in and look at, A, how much traffic are you currently getting? 
of that traffic, how many of those people are unique visitors, and then what's the percentage increase, you know, or decrease for that matter. And that gives you a great initial snapshot if you're successful in getting traffic to your site. You really shouldn't see a fluctuation of more than 15% on any given day. I think if it's more than that, you have a problem that you need to look at. Either you don't have enough updated content on your site, which a blog would solve as long as you were updating it frequently, or you're not sending out enough content or viralizing content on social networking sites to get yourself more traffic. Publicity and, and getting, you know, like a traditional media or a blogger placement thing to help with that. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at keywords. So if you really want to know if your social networking strategies are effective, well, A, you should see an increase in traffic, and B, you should go into the section called traffic sources. And traffic sources will tell you all the websites that are sending your website traffic. So you should be able to see that you're getting traffic from all these sites that you're utilizing. If you're not, perhaps you're not using the right keywords, which is usually the number one issue that we see. Uh, somebody's not getting traffic from Facebook or Twitter or from anything else that they're doing. It's, it's usually because they didn't use the proper keywords that their prospects and their audience really wanted to find. Right. So that's a usually a number one tweak, and then it's, it's maybe contents not updated frequently and so forth. So traffic sources will tell you um, if your social networking sites are working for you. And then I always look at most popular pages and try to get an understanding of A, what they are, and B, why that might be happening, and C, if it's competitors that are that are coming through those pages, um, or if it's actual you know prospects or people who are interested, like other stakeholders. It's not going to tell you, oh, it's a competitor or it's a prospect, but if it's your about page and they're spending 20 minutes on it, yeah, it could be one or the other. If you have case studies or PowerPoint presentations and they're spending an enormous amount of time, I would say that that's probably a competitor ripping off some of your content and you probably should just take that stuff off your website. Mm. So just be careful. And, and that stuff will give you some kind of um, intuitive measure of what's happening with your website traffic. So Google Analytics, it's free. It's a great way to detect how you're doing if you're getting an increase in website traffic. We know that the majority of if individuals will research a company before they go meet with them or even if they're going to call them up on the phone. So it could lead to a prospect, you know, wanting to sit down and do a presentation or a meeting. Or it could be someone that's interested you've already met with that just wants to check you out and make sure you're for real. So, you know, all of those things will help give you an understanding of if you're successful um, with your website branding and your traffic. Right. And what about um, how do we you effectively sort of reach a blogger? How do you do it? Well, um, we pull um, – a, a, well, we do a couple of things. We do a competitor analysis report when we start working with a client and we also set up some other tracking software. And then we pull a report on targeted media outlets and bloggers. Now, um, I will tell you that we're on the side of the blogger and the media. We're researching through search engines and Technorati and blog roles. And the reason 
is because if I run a, a keyword search and this media outlet or this blogger isn't showing up on the first few pages of Google, I might not, I may not pitch them because they, they're not going to be found. So I'll run a search and I'll check Technorati to look at some traffic and some other numbers. I might also use Alexa and Quantcast to just make sure that they, they have the right Alexa. target audience. What's that? What was the last one, Alexa and? Quantcast, Q-U, Quantcast. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Just to make sure that their site description and their target demographic um, and even their website visits is, is in the, right on the money for our clients. So we use different, you know, search in some of these databases to pull these lists together. Uh, and then we will say to the client, okay, so here's the list of bloggers and media outlets that we're going to talk to because they're all talking about either your industry or we know that your prospects are reading these types of websites. And, 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 and you know, you're, you're, you're like a, a data genius, you know, and, and I think sometimes people listening are going, oh, my God, oh my that's God. a lot of work. Oh my God, <laughs> but I, I always tell people, and, you know, sometimes I do overwhelm, and it's, it's you know, it's a fault of mine, but take a look at all the stuff out there and just yes. schedule it in. Go, okay, I'm going to tweet uh, when there's something really important. Yes. I'm going to, you know, go on my LinkedIn. Or now I'm going to do it myself. My LinkedIn once <laughs> a week. I'm going to Facebook twice a week. It's going to be on this day and this day. And and the other thing on Facebook is to look at your, uh, you know, p- your people that you're connected to and comment or click like to show that you've read their thing, exactly. so that they're connected, right? I mean, so so there's all this stuff. It can be overwhelming, but if you schedule it and make just a small amount of time for it and do it in a way, I think you can manage it all, right? I mean, it's oh, scary for can. people. Yes, you can. Yeah, and, and or put, you know, flesh out a marketing calendar and, you can put blog, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and your results on there, and you can kind of, you can manage it. it it's manageable. It, no, or you can call manage. somebody like Valerie Jennings, and, and she'll set it up for you, and then eventually <laughs> you can take that portion of it over. Yes, exactly. Right? Exactly. Well, uh, do we have time to finish the how do you reach out to a blogger? Um, yeah, just really quickly because we're gonna we're almost close to close. Okay. Well, I was going to say it it's, um, it goes back to the quality of your list and not necessarily you know, pitching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bloggers, but really doing the upfront research and then reaching out to them and reading either if it's a, a traditional outlet, uh-huh. uh, radio, TV, and or a blogger and just letting them know that you connected with them, you looked up their articles, and that's why you're reaching out to them and how you found them, too, to let them know. Even if you're honest, I just found you. I think the transparency and letting them know that, but then letting them know who your client is is going to be far more beneficial than spamming a bunch of people. Right. And I think, too, like I look at the, the, um, their, their reach, how big are they, and then I read to see if there's an actual tie-in, and then I try to use their first name in the subject line, like Dear, yes. Dear yes. Jane. Yes. You know, this I thought this would interest you. Anyway, well, that's all the time we have left for you. You were so informative. I love it. Thank Valerie you. Jennings, check out her website, JenningsSocialMedia.com. She's out of Kansas, but she works all over the country and all over the world. And um, I, that's all the time we have left today. I want to thank um, Justin Jackman, my engineer, and John Missile, my executive producer, and my nephew who wrote the great music. And uh, check out our show next week. We have Dorothy Oliver Piravano, CEO of Public Communications, and she's Chair of WorldCom PR Group Healthcare Practice. That's all we have time. Don't forget, relate to your public, whoever they may be.
Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week. We'll be right back. 